Stop, stop, stop. A quick note before we start the show. You might have already realized that we were not as regular in publishing this podcast as we have been previously. Uh, we have skipped some episodes, and this is for a good reason. We are currently producing lots of great contents running up to our event, The Cyber Revolution. And also, The Cyber Revolution is really um, a lot of work, but great work to prepare for. And that's the reason why we will uh, reduce the cadence of the publication for this podcast temporarily. So it will be bi-weekly starting now. Um, and we will return to a weekly schedule as soon as possible. There will be lots of great video content anyways, because there is lots of great video content resulting for and from Cyber Evolution. And uh, so please stay tuned, watch this channel, watch our now bi-weekly, temporarily bi-weekly podcast, and we will return to a weekly schedule as mentioned very soon. So enjoy the show. Um, thank you for listening. Welcome to the Kupinger Call Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm the director of the practice IAM here at Kupinger Call Analysts. My guest today, once again, and this is really an interesting topic, is a research analyst, Marina Jantorno. Hi, Marina. Welcome to have you back. Hi, Matthias. Thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure because, not because only of that, but um, especially about the topic, because we have something that is rather new, rather fascinating, and this is really an outcome of developments that just happened in the recent, say, three years or so, um, and that ended up with the term of synthetic data. Um, first of all, please give me an introduction to synthetic data. What is it, and how is it different from real-world data if it's synthetic, and how is it generated? Well, uh, as the word indicates, it is something synthetic. So then it stands for artificially generated data set. So pretty much artificial intelligence creates data sets that mimic the real data. So it actually creates the same statistical properties, the same patterns, the same characteristics as the real data that companies could have. So in the end, it's actually um, something that is showing in information, like valuable information about the individuals, but not revealing their identities, which is actually great. Um, and the idea is that AI creates this uh, data, um, given the advantage of mitigating bias, uh, making more robust algorithms, and, uh, you know, balancing as well between whatever we are using or the companies are using. And uh, there will be, you know, uh, a more balanced use of uh, data from underrepresented groups, which is actually very good in terms of AI ethics. It will improve fairness. And uh, also this kind of data could actually empower testing models in different scenarios. So it's something great that is actually uh, on, the, on, the, on the rise right now. Right. You mentioned it's something great. We need to look at it from different angles and from different aspects. But first of all, 
where is it useful? Of course, we as Kuppinger Coal Analysts, we are mainly concentrating, but not only concentrating on cybersecurity and identity and access management. Mm -hmm. Start with um, cybersecurity. Where can we use um, synthetic data in the context of cybersecurity? Where are benefits of using that data? Well, uh, we know that AI is actually touching a lot of industries nowadays, and I would say that this is something that will continue and it is ongoing and it will touch in the end, ultimately, almost all the industries in the market. And cybersecurity is one of them. Now, cybersecurity is including, for example, automation in the monitoring and in the supply chain risk management. So... When we use synthetic data, we can actually use this data to train and test different models. So here is where cybersecurity gets a benefit using synthetic data. Because sometimes, for example, we can have data sets um, that have some gaps, for instance. And with synthetic data, we can cover those gaps. And it would allow us to have a more robust models for training tests and optimization sets. So um, in this sense, what I would say is the important part is the quality and the quantity of the data that, that we use on the training sets and on the test set and on the optimization set. So then this will actually give us a lot of uh, possibilities to improve the performance and the accuracy when we are creating, for example, uh, a model to, mon to, to do automatic monitoring, for instance. And... Uh, Besides, scientific data also can create realistic but non-sensitive threat intelligence feeds, uh, and this one could be useful for organizations, especially for the uh, training for employees, you know? So then if you want to do awareness training for cybersecurity, you can actually use uh, the synthetic data to create this um, threat intelligence feeds or simulations of that, right? And uh, they can actually simulate phishing attempts, malware injections, data breaches, for instance. And uh, we can see how the employees react towards that. So then if there are some uh, weaknesses, companies could actually act very quick on that. Right. In, in several episodes that I just did recently, there was always the topic of exchanging threat data or exchanging um, um, training data between organizations and that always comes with some kind of hesitancy to say ah, i don't want to share my data because of privacy concerns because of giving away data that might hint at my intellectual property so that would be an, an area of application where synthetic data could help so a bit like like anonymization on steroids uh, yes, totally. And I would say that the privacy is actually the the part that we get more benefits out of this. Because we know that there are many industries in the market that they have obligation of protecting the data. No, So then uh, let's say, let's talk about medical industry or banking. Okay, So these are industries that actually uh, cannot reveal the identity of their clients or the people who actually they have on the data set. So synthetic data will be able to actually pick the most important features that the data set have. Um, talking a little bit technical, this is the same as principal component analysis that the, you know, the machine is actually able to take the most important features and then replicate it 
creating a mimic of this reality and uh, without mentioning these people and without uh, using, you know, like the, the real names or the real information. Now, many companies could actually get a benefit of this in terms of proving that they are complying with the regulations. And uh, we know that the data regulations are actually changing constantly. There are many actualizations all the time. And then what is happening is in the use of synthetic data, it could actually be uh, very easy to demonstrate that none of the data is actually shown, no, none of the um, identifiable personal information is there. So then uh, it's, a, it's a great advantage for industries that are highly regulated. Absolutely. And we, I highlighted that we want to look at this from different angles. So privacy, pre preserving privacy is an important aspect. Um, but of course, um, there might be the other side, the bad side of the force, so, so to say. Um, what is the, the generative AI in cybersecurity when it comes to, to the threat actors? Are there potential threats associated with the use of generative AI of this synthetic data when it comes to malicious actors? Well, always when we have something uh, new that is coming up, there are goods and bads, there are pros and cons. So then, unfortunately, yes. So on the positive hand, we mentioned, as we said, like boosting the anomaly detection, uh, helping with automation, creating robust models, malware detection augmentation, uh, password chain information. So that there are like many things that we can mention as something positive. But on the other hand, we need to consider as well that as data uh, and AI and generative AI can be used for good reasons, it could also be used for bad reasons. And um, the other flip of the coin uh, indicates that generative AI could be used to create content that is actually non-appropriate. For example, deepfakes. This is something that uh, it's very on mode. Everybody's talking about this nowadays. And it is because attackers are using this more and more. Now, if uh, an attacker uses a deepfake, it would be very easy to actually attack vulnerable systems afterwards because they can actually replicate with generative AI the voice of the person, uh, the behavior in terms of the writing, for instance, or how the person writes, etc., and it would actually be a problem. In the sense of data, also we need to consider, we, we mentioned this in other podcasts, that we train the models, right? So when we train the models, we are using data. And according to the quality of our data, we will get certain results. If the data is good, we will get good results. If the data is bad, we will get bad results. If the data is biased, we will get a biased result. And in this sense, uh, if an attacker access a data set, then uh, let's say that the attacker actually poisons the data set, then he can actually use generative AI to inject uh, synthetic data into the training data sets. And of course, it will provide a bad outcome in the end, you know, according to whatever this person wants to show. So then, yes, it will be like an issue. But again, uh, we cannot be always 100% sure, you know, in this in this sense. Right, understood. Um, now, this is a topic that seems to be 
very state of the art. So we have artificial intelligence in there. We have cybersecurity in there. You've mentioned all these different patterns when it comes to training the models. That sounds very much also like a hype topic, something that we as analysts look as something that happens in the future. I think this is not true. This happens right now. Um, are there real-world implementations? Are there vendors? Are there use cases that you can mention where this is really already the case to be used and really helpful? Well, something that I would say here, and I agree with you, is like it is happening now. Uh, I remember, you know, many years ago when we watched the movies and we saw that maybe, you know, there were robots or machines that could actually uh, replicate the data, etc. We saw it as something that maybe was not that possible or we saw it very far away, but it is actually happening. And there are many companies that are using this. Um, a very famous case is Salando, a German company. It's this online retail company. Uh, they use synthetic data to actually improve the customer experience when they buy online. So then this is uh, something very good because remember the synthetic data could actually replicate the important features that show the behavior of the customers. So then it is something good to train the models and improve their experience. Uh, OpenAI, for instance, everybody is talking now about ChatGPT, right? Or uh, everybody who is on the field of technology. Now, OpenAI is one of the creators of ChatGPT. And uh, what they do to actually train ChatGPT is using synthetic data to pre-train the model and then improve the robustness and the generalization of the models, and not only in English, but across different languages. And this is fantastic, you know? So then... Uh, I, I would say that uh, there are, of course, many other companies that are using this, but those two cases, I believe they are very relevant uh, because, you know, all of us, we actually know it. And many people are using ChatGPT uh, on a daily basis. So then it is good to know that the data that was used to prepare this model and that large language model that could actually interact with you, well, they, this model is using synthetic data. Right. So now that we know that this is happening right now, that this is a thing, synthetic data is here to stay. Now let's take a look into the future. What With this rapid advancement in AI and machine learning, where do you see, now that you've watched that development rather closely from a data perspective, but also from the data analysis perspective, what what, what are your expectations, how this is evolving? What are challenges and opportunities? <laughs> well, I believe that eventually all the companies will actually move towards uh, scientific data instead of using real data. And um, this is because of the privacy regulations. The, pri the privacy regulations get more strict uh, year by year. And in different countries, not only in Europe, in Europe, the one that we have is GDPR, but there are like many other countries that are using uh, their only privacy regulations. And in order to avoid issues, I believe that it is very helpful that the companies will start using synthetic data. Now, <clears throat> what we also know is that with the time, everything tends to improve. Well, or we expect so, right? So then uh, creating uh, this synthetic data with the time will actually um, be offering us more realistic data sets. Um, data sets that are actually really showing us what is happening in reality. And there will be platforms that will offer the opportunity to customize the data set, to see what you exactly want to see. 
And um, here I would say that the main challenge is the quality and the diversity that is used in the data set. Because as we mentioned earlier, so if we have a data set that is very simplistic or it is biased, then of course it can lead into um, poor performance, right? Like in the end, in the outcome. And uh, the idea would be actually to have good quality on the data set and uh, understand that AI is actually here to help us. Um, someone asked me uh, recently, do you think that AI will replace the humans at, at their workplace? And we mentioned this in previous podcasts, Matthias, we talked about this before. And you know my, my thought on this. Uh, AI is not here to replace the humans. It is here to augment the capabilities, but also it is here to augment the capabilities of the businesses. And I believe that this is what will happen with synthetic data. Businesses will actually get an advantage of this, will use it in their favor, and they will start using synthetic data to create more robust models and to improve their business in general, because they can improve the operations, the customer experience, as Salando is doing, uh, training models that actually perform better. So then that's what I think. Fascinating. And I think... This, con uh, this this discussion needs to be continued. You we, we did this first episode on synthetic data just right now, so we are complete. And now this topic is gaining more and more traction and it will get more and more important. And when we look at the intersection of, of um, synthetic data and cybersecurity, that is absolutely a topic that will be covered in the in our Kupinger Coal uh, November event in Frankfurt, the cyber revolution. And I think you will talk about that there as well. And there will be the opportunity to talk with you about that topic and learn from peers. We learn from peers and maybe we can help other um, um, peers to to learn from us, to learn from the from the analysis that you executed. So um, I'm looking forward how that topic evolves uh, running up to cyber evolution and beyond. Um, but it will be a, a main topic at, at uh, cyber evolution in Frankfurt in November. Um, any thoughts from your side? Can you give a qu quick glimpse on what will happen there? Uh, yes, of course. There will be uh, an entire blog about artificial intelligence and how it is used in, in cybersecurity. Uh, and of course, synthetic data will be one of the topics that will be there as well. So we are really looking forward to uh, meeting you there. Uh, and uh, Matthias, I am actually counting the days to see you in person again there too. <laughs> Same here. So looking forward to meeting you, Marina, there. Meeting hopefully some of the audience that listened to that podcast there as well. And it's really about A, learning, B, talking to peers and socializing to really building communities to learn from each other uh, for the benefit of cybersecurity and for the benefit of using technologies like synthetic data to the best purposes possible. Thank Absolutely. you, Marina, for being my guest today. That, that was a really interesting new topic also for me. And um, I'm really looking forward to learning more about that. Um, and I think there will be research out about that anyway, rather soon, right? <laughs> Thank you, Matthias. Thanks a lot. And yes, I will see you in November then. And hopefully we see some of our audience there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye and have a great day. Bye.